Can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Can I use my speaker to this? Uh, All right, Liz, we're trying to get a uh, bigger speaker, so sorry for the delay. It's okay. Uh, in the room, the guys out. Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because oh, of the Bluetooth. Okay. Okay. All right, there we go. What's it do then? I think it should be fine. You think it should be fine? Yeah. Need the audio. You just gonna have to put it like so. Oh, you know what we do? What about we put the the digital recorder next to it. Uh, I'm you want me to put subtitles? Yeah, okay. All right, Elise, talk. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think we. I think that'll be fine. Okay, I think that's loud. It's just, we're just trying to see if it's going to capture the audio through the ca through the camera. That's why. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. We're perfect. We're perfect. Okay. Because I could pull up a document Thanks, and type whatever she said. That's all. Oh, I could put in the subtitle. Yeah, name, anything. Yeah, so people, because whenever, for me, whenever we're on the phone, I don't really understand, and I find it better for the subtitle. Okay. Do you put the subtitles like, on the phone? Oh, no, like, I'll type it. Oh, so okay. when the video is in, I'll put it. Oh, in the when video. we're editing. Okay. All right, Elise, we'll go start in 20 seconds. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. So do you have some questions? Wait, no, we're gonna introduce mm. I'm just getting them prepared. Oh you have some is questions to ask good? us? Uh is that no? I think we're good. When you're, you're ready. ready. Okay. You're ready, okay. Okay. Zero five eleven. Okay. All right, Elise. So who are you with right now? Um, Elsie. Elsie, okay. Yeah. And then who else? Uh, so it's Elsie and then her friend Hannah, who's been over a couple of times, and her older sister, Acacia. Okay. So Hannah and Acacia. All right. So I just want to get the names down so when we're asking questions, we kind of know exactly who, yeah. we're, who we're asking. Yes. Hannah, Acacia, and... Nice. Right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. so at least I'm going to do the intro and then I'll introduce you right now, okay? All right. Okay. Oh, sorry. Not Patreon. You good? All right, everybody. So we're starting something brand new. I've been doing this for a while, which is called the Paranormal Reality Experience on Anchor FM. 
And today we're doing a live podcast with a guest speaker. And I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but I want to introduce the team to you guys. I'm Joe, of course. This is... I'm Liz. Hi, Irene. Irene Daredevil. And we're going to be doing this every Tuesday. So we're going to select someone either from one of the social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and maybe Snapchat now. So if you guys are interested and want to share your story or anything like that, send us a message, a comment, DM, and you might be selected. So we have on the line today the first guest, which is three individuals, and their names are, can you introduce yourselves, girls? Elsie, Hannah, Acacia. Uh, right. So the reason why we selected this three ladies today is we actually, I comment on the picture and I'll show the links onto their social media accounts if you guys want to take a look at the picture. But it was a picture of, um, I think it was you, right, Elisa, that showed the picture was one in the daytime, one at night, and you could kind of see a shadow that was at the door. But, and then Kyle attracted me. I was able to comment, the, make a comment on the post and really engage with it. And she kind of told me a lot of stuff that has been going on in her house. So I'm going to give her the open forum here and discuss air all the crazy stuff that's been happening. And I'll give you the floor at least. So question number one, how long has this been happening? Um, it's been happening basically since we moved to the house and a little bit before that in the old house. Gotcha. Um, so I know you kind of told me through our messages, what are the spirits that you guys see often throughout your house? A lot of, uh, in the hallway there's, and on the foyer, there's a lot of banging noises or in the kitchen and dining room. Gotcha. I know that when we were talking earlier this week, you kind of mentioned that you were scratched and your good friend was uh, really affected by that. Can you talk a little bit more, like why are the spears so aggressive or if you have any idea? I honestly don't know. All right, Luz, do you have any questions? Um, you said that since you moved into the house, right? When was that? Uh, 13 years ago. Dang. Yeah, I actually was talking to, I think it was your cousin, and she was telling me a little bit, or, he, or him, I'm not too sure, we didn't formally introduce ourselves, but he was saying that he's had stuff happen to him too, so I think I might reach out to him to see if uh, he wants to join the, the podcast too in the, in the weeks to come. Okay. But... Yeah. I want to go back to Cal, that initial like reaction. What's the spirit that most is most attracted to you? I know we kind of discussed it. I really want to give the the crowd here, the, the viewership, Cal, that the idea of what has happened to you specifically within the house. Well, for me, um, I one that comes to me a lot is a taller black spirit that has no features really and it just wanders wanders the house do you quite do you often see them is it everywhere in the house or is it more like in your room or in the hallway when it's in, more in the hallway the hallway yeah 
do you often see them at night or in the daytime? Well, of course, it's probably at night, but do you see them in the daytime as well? We've seen them a few times in the daytime. It's interesting. Um, can you tell us one of your experiences that happened to you in that house? Uh, um, so once we first moved here, something that was one of the first things was at night there would be, you could hear the garage door, what it sounded like was opening and closing. And then soon after that, you could, from downstairs, you could hear somebody running through the upstairs hallways. And a couple of times our dad like investigated it, but there wasn't anybody there, so. Oh, wow. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty intense. Um, has, uh, like your parents, have they had any, besides your dad with the story you just told right now, but have they had any personal encounters as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. So that, that's a good idea too. That, that goes on to the next question. Um, I kind of reached out to, I know a paranormal team that's in the Washington area. And I kind of send him a message telling him a little bit about you guys and what's going on. So he's going to be doing some research, seeing if there's any direct, maybe ancient Indian burial ground around there or something. Jermac, I know you kind of told me you did some research and there was no people that had been murdered or anything like that. But I will reach out to him for him to do a little bit more digging within the area. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm going to do is, I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but it's kind of hard to really pinpoint what something is without investigating it. It's kind of just, you know, we're hearing your stories, but we're not able to kind of visit the area and really, you know, get our investigation hats on and really explore the place to really come down to uh, a reason why this is happening to you guys. So. I'm going to do my best to reach out to them, to the individuals I was telling you about, and see if there's any type of resolution they could do for you. That'd be great because there's, uh, especially recently, there's been a lot more physical uh, contact with them. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of curious why. Like, I know there's this research we have done, to be honest, we've never encountered like a personal experience or anything like that, like us personally on investigation, physically physically or a dark presence. The only time I ever felt something weird was uh, we're exploring a a church and I could have sworn that I felt the vibe change dramatically when I I was in there. And I could have sworn too, I saw a shadow move from right to left, but you're in pitch black, so you don't know if your eyes are playing tricks on you or anything like that, but I've never physically felt anything like that touch me, so I can only imagine how the dramatic effect it has on you ladies. Yeah. But we're going to do a special trivia. So you, you, like I said before, you're our first guest. So we're going to kind of, we give you guys kind of like the form to talk about it. But we kind of want to make it a little exciting too and not make it so, especially the energy that you guys are dealing with is very dark and uh demonic it sounds like so we kind of want to liven up the mood so we're going to ask a couple quick rapid fire questions are you ready yeah okay so question number one if you had anywhere to go where would you go like for entertainment purposes 
Jamaica. Jamaica? Why is that? Uh, there's a really cool place up there that we have been planning on going for a while, but it hasn't really been able to happen yet. Interesting, interesting. Any questions, Liz? Um, if you were to inv investigate, where would you go? Um, probably there's a place in Snoqualmie up here in Washington that there's this inn that's supposedly haunted. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, hotels are always unique because they bring their own, especially an older hotel, because you have the creaks and the noises that <laughs> make sounds to you. It's a, it makes it... It gives you a perspective of being in that time frame. But uh, my quick question was, uh, not to get off rapid fire, but where are you exactly located in Washington? Like Northeast, Central? Central. Central. What's the biggest yeah. city around you guys? Uh, Seattle, I think. Oh, Seattle's that close? How, how, like, how far are you from Seattle? Um, about 170 miles. Okay, so about two hours or so. That's not too bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um, so rapid fire again. Oh, you know, a quick question. So the, you, the two people with you, uh, what was it Hannah and, uh, what was the other one? Anastasia or sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever had any experiences there as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's the craziest, you could guys each could say if you guys choose, but, um, Hannah, what's the craziest things that, that has happened to you there? Uh, probably one that actually happened a couple of days ago. There was, uh, we were in the, one of the bedrooms, one of the main bedrooms up on the top floor. And there was some really weird banging going on from outside the door. And they've had, um, experiences with intruders and stuff. So we had their dad go up to check it out. And it, they thought it was the ice box, but they turned it off and the banging kind of continued. And when, uh, my friend Elsie went into the dining room. The chairs were moved away from the table by significant amounts. Wow. So that was pretty freaky. I'll be scared too. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I have never. Also, uh, the first year that I was their friend and I came over to their house one of the first times, uh, the littlest one was in the room with us and I was start trying to go to sleep and there was a small hand that grabbed me. I figured it was her, so I turned around and she was up on the bed across the room on the other end. <laughs> Man, talk about initiation. That's like you go to someone's house and they, they tell you about there's a ghost and you're like, yeah, I'm so sure. And then something like that happens. That's, uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I'm not trying to laugh at the matter, but it's because uh, I have a friend that told me his place was haunted. I never saw anything, but I just can't imagine just going to a location. And I don't know if uh, also Cal told you beforehand if it was uh, haunted or not, but that's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. And um, have you guys ever like left a camera overnight or maybe your cell phone recording when you sleep? We've been thinking about that a lot lately because we really want to know, especially in the dining room where we hear chairs or dishes yeah. moving every night now. But the thing is, we're kind of worried about watching the video. Oh. <laughs> like, I want to record it and see, but yeah. I don't want to see. Because what you see, you're not going to be, basically, you're never going to be able to sleep again because yeah. there are proof there. You're yeah. Always gonna, there might be something there. Yeah, it's curious. I really, I'm going to touch base, like I was telling you guys, with that individual. Because I, yeah. I'm really curious why something 
that's so active like that that's trying to first harm you guys second making themselves like well known in the excuse me in the house i'm just curious why why is that you have any idea no. yeah i don't know it's just so the only thing i can honestly think since once you told me that you know the chairs and stuff like that because when you're dealing with most spirits uh for whatever reason they could be there because one they love the house or they love whatever was in there their attachment to it uh, furniture anything like that it could be a wide range of, co uh, of things but for something to be that aggressive and be that physical with you guys it just kind of i don't know it doesn't sound something that was human at one time i don't know it might be some individual that was a bad person in life and then he crossed over and he didn't want to go with his fate told him to so maybe just stays and you know torches the the people that he's surrounded with i don't know it's hard to say but we'll go cal talk a little bit about a little bit of ghost stories so i know you guys are living a ghost story right now but yeah if you guys ever, like, if you have, what's your favorite ghost story besides the one you're living now? Um, you guys have any? I don't think so. We don't really have any, I mean. Yeah, you kind of live yeah. it yourself. <laughs> There's no reason to, to tell scary stories when you could hear banging and chairs moving in the living room, you know? Yeah, sometimes, like, when we have sleepovers, we will, but then it, it starts to get kind of yeah. sketchy. Yeah. It just becomes real, yeah. <laughs> I totally understand, but knowing that there's so many different entities there, I'm kind of thinking, uh, like I told you over our messages, I'm just assuming, but it might be something really demonic. Maybe there was something at one point you really got attached there, because for each of you to have a different experience, like you said, your sister has very encounters with one, brother has encounters with another, you have encounters with one, and then it kind of mimics it. So it's very common for demons and people, things in that realm to really do that. So I hope that is nothing like that. But if it continues to get aggressive, um, I don't know if you guys are really religious or whatnot, but you might just want to try to either stage the house or bring some type of holy water just to calm, bless it, yeah, calm things down. Because you just don't want it to get to that point that you guys are too powerful, exactly. That you guys are so scared, um, you know, everyone that lives in the house. But then when you're bringing individuals like your friends right now into the house and they're scared because stuff has happened to them, it just feeds into that whatever that demonic or negative energy is in the house yeah like she mentioned you mentioned um scratches right yeah yeah because you gotta pay attention to like little signs like that normally when you like hear like um banging or something or a woman you see a woman a ghost figure or a kid normally you would think like it would be pre present people that lived in the house before but when you receive like scratches it's probably something demonic so that's like little signs of like you know demon yeah. seeds yeah so I you want to pay more attention to that and actually like 
as Joe said, like bless the house or anything before it gets more powerful. Yeah. In my uh, opinion. I, I agree with the whole demonic thing because uh so the black figure a while ago, um, Elsie, she was in bed and she saw it and it would sometimes it I guess it whispers at night and it's we've recently started to talk a lot about getting the house blessed or something like that. But uh, at that point, we hadn't been talking about it. And it said something like um, that to not put crystals around the house, because apparently that's a thing. Uh, Don't put crystals around the house because it won't work and it'll just make it worse. And don't try anything. So we're kind of off on that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's really like when people have had a kind of a quick story, but there's an individual here on Anchor actually that reached out to me. She was in New Jersey and she purchased uh, furniture, like antique furniture, and it had like some type of presence. And she was asking me, should I bless it? And it's kind of like to be like really honest with you, like the paranormal and ghost stuff is not scientifically proven. So it's kind of like you have people that different groups believe in different stuff, right? So so one group could be like, yeah, let's bless it. But there's no like really like scientific like proof or it's not not like a fact that if you bless a house, whatever's in there is going to leave. And I kind of believe what you're saying. Um, It could just make it more mad and it could just, you know, escalate things to another level. But it looks like right now already it's really gone to a point that is really being um being so negative and the energy there just sounds so because it's one thing when you get physically touched but when they start messing with you mentally that's when yeah huh it's gone. what was that sorry we uh lost connection oh, okay sorry uh, but yeah, so sometimes it's kind of the physical part is scary, but once it gets to the mental part, that takes it to another ball game because then at that point, it's affecting your mindset, and it could do. Um, I won't. I won't go into like possessions or nothing like that, but it can do. Uh, I knew a guy. Well, I didn't. I didn't know him personally, but he told me his story that he actually went to a house and did an investigation, and he went crazy. He was a paranormal investigator. He went to this house and he lost his mind. Like whatever was there, what, the biggest advice I could give you guys, whatever is there, never, if it's knocking on the door, never open the door or never yeah. give it permission yeah. to enter our area. Because once you open that door to allow them to do something to you, you're giving them permission and anything that they want to do to you, they, they feel that they have that ability to do it because you get in that permission. So if you take the biggest thing, if you take away from this, is just never allow yourself to give permission or, or anything like that to these uh, negative energies. All right, so um, about that whole doors topic, would, if you haven't given permission, do you think they'd be able to uh, make physical contact with things? Like, like open the door, you mean? Yeah, because that happened one time. I was in my bedroom, and I know sometimes my door will almost close, kind of like a really heavy draft, yeah. even when there's no wind. Yeah. But then one time I actually opened, or 
I've been in a room and there's like a really loud banging on the door, but nobody's there. Yeah, at that point it is is able to do it, but as long as you don't, you're not giving like it like exactly permission to come in, because I know sometimes like they could be knocking or I know a lot of investigators do. What well, was a very common one? Use my energy or use this, and it's just like you're just buying stuff in. But yeah, stuff like that, they're just opening it willingly. So you really don't have no control over that. Were you the one that was uh, receiving scratch scratches? Yeah, um, I was. I, I wasn't, no. Yeah, because I think it scratched your leg, right? Yeah, it scratched me. You have any questions, Irene? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah. It's unfortunate what you guys are going through, but just remember that as long as you are positive and just don't let it, you know, really break you down mentally, you guys will be okay. I know the scratches and stuff like that do hurt and, you know, it's not a good feeling to be scratched or to be physically scared like that, but just know that I don't know what religion you guys believe in, but as long as you, you know, believe in something that could protect you, you'd be fine. Okay, well, I have a question, and then I have a statement. Tell me. So my question is, once, sometimes it, like, whispers, um, and sometimes it's hard to make it out, but one of the times I did make it out, and he was saying something like, someone in our family is going to die soon, and, like, two weeks later, my great-grandma died. Do you think that has any context? It might be, because, uh, yeah, it can be, because whatever... Whatever is negative, because you got to understand too, uh, whatever it is, it's not human. So they could kind of, I won't say like could see death or anything like that. I, I personally don't know, but they're not human. So they could kind of feed off of maybe death, impending death. So when they make those statements, huh? Kind of like a sense. Yeah, like a sense of it. So they can relay that back to you. I don't know if it was trying to warn you or just prepare you that it was going to happen. Did it say it was going to kill or it just said she was just going to die? Well, it said that he was going to kill someone. Mm. But she's not exactly sure who. And it has it, a lot of times made threats. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to say. It's just yeah, because sometimes they'll do that stuff just to kind of scare you, like we kind of talked about earlier. Just that fuel that gives to them, you being scared. And it just kind of, you know what I mean? They're able to, maybe he had no idea that that was going to happen, but he was just trying to, you know, get you scared or get a reaction out of you. So maybe that's why he, he said that. But... Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's pretty. That's a that's a sad subject right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, my statement was you were talking about the scratches and how they hurt. Well, I don't know if this matters at all, but the scratches that I can't explain how I get them, they feel different than when you normally get scratched. They burn first yes. in the area they are going to scratch and the scratches. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She says it burns first before the scratch. Yeah. That's that's pretty unique because in most scratches and where there's a demonic force, like yeah. um, you get scratched first and then yeah, 
because I know sometimes if uh, so me, I'm just talking within the, the realm of other people's experiences because I've never been physically scratched or anything like that. Um, but I've heard that before, like watching other people do investigations and they feel a burning sensation, like you said, and they're like, hey, check my back or look at my arm. And then you start to make out the, the scratches. So that's interesting. I wonder what it is. Uh, so now the two of us live together. And so it's odd because the three of us have had a lot of different experiences with it. Like Hannah and Elsie have both been scratched on occasions. Okay, Hannah has, I think, all right. Um, and I, I've been, sometimes I'll wake up with like a random bruise or scratch, but I don't really know where it is or where it's from or it doesn't hurt. But I, while Elsie has been scratched like while she's awake and it burns, she can feel it. I've never had that kind of thing. That's interesting. Maybe it's just, uh, um, how old are you? Uh, I'm 13. 13. And, and, and Elsa and Elsie? Is 11. Because uh, I was about to say, maybe it's, maybe it's like the age difference, but I don't know. Maybe he, yeah, I really couldn't say uh, why she gets it, you know, when she's awake and you get it at night. Uh, I uh, I do have a theory that it might be because it, it seems to be more connected to her. Uh, 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 the black uh, here, she's, she's seen it a lot more. Gotcha, yeah. And 11. The youngest one. That's very interesting. That's a good theory. You should be, you, you probably could be a paranormal investigator. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got so much stuff that's happened to you that in a lifetime, we probably wouldn't encounter that. So uh, I know it's nothing, a laughing matter. I'm not trying to make a joke of it, but. All yeah, jokes aside. <laughs> all jokes aside, but yeah, you guys, you because sometimes, like, when you know, when, when we do investigations and stuff like that, you could kind of like when you go somewhere or you get the backstory, you can understand the haunting if that makes sense. Yeah, so, so sometimes yeah. when we go places, we're trying to do like just for our purposes because there's so many places that could be haunted and don't have a story. Because, say, for example someone died on that property, you know, a hundred years ago and they built a business yeah. on there. So technically no one knows who has died in certain areas. And then a house is built, a building's built, uh, a mall's built and that energy stays there. So it's kind of sometimes hard to pinpoint a story that attaches to it. So you could kind of understand what was going on. But yeah, I got a couple of just theories is like, like I said before, nothing scientific because what we're doing is just, you know, kind of opinionated and we're just trying to, you know, help people and, you know, I mean, just tell a story of, you know, why these hauntings, you know, why, why do people stay? But uh, I always think that I think sometimes people just, you know, love life. You know, there's some cases that people just love their house and, or they love their furniture or they loved a jewelry, or they loved whatever it may be, and they just feel attached to it, and they just don't want to let it go. But then there's other people that, you know, commit a murder or kill a lot of people. And, you know, whatever their religion is, they know either you go to hell or you go to heaven. So, you know, the unknown for them, I think, scares them enough for them not to cross that line, cross that white light, the go into the white light, like they say, so they just stay here. But 
as miserable as they were in life, they translate that back to the afterlife. So they stay there and they make people's lives miserable or, you know, they do stuff like this. But And then you got demonic things, which uh, it sounds like you guys have done research about it. But demonic stuff is something evil, something that was never alive, something that was no, not human. And then the only way to really conjure that is you have to do a ritual. So most of the time, like, that's why, you know, on TV and stuff like that, you see demonic stuff happen so often. But the only way to really bring that stuff out is you have to do some type of, type of ritual, either being through the Ouija board or through a satanic thing, blood sacrifice and stuff like that to really bring that out because those things are in a certain place that they don't walk amongst us. You know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah, now there's something that's kind of in that zone. Like we have used tarot cards before here and came to work really well. And I remember the last time that they were used, mm -hmm. uh, things, the, the whole activity started to pick up really. Yeah. Nothing bad was really said during the reading, but then a lot of the stuff didn't happen, which normally it does happen. Yeah. And it happened right when people started to get sick, somebody got really sick, and a bunch of stuff started to get That's happen. interesting. So who did the cards? Was it like your, one of your parents? Oh, uh, yeah, it was our mom. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fortunately, I, I've never played with the cards, or I would never play with the Ouija board because this this good the bad examples and good examples i know a lot of people like online and stuff like that they have played the ouija board and nothing bad happens or nothing happens at all then you get those encounters when you do conjure something and you do interact with something that's you know not from this realm so i me personally and i tell the crew we will never play with that because you just don't know once you open those doors up you're opening something that you can't close unless you're you study that and you're like proficient in it because and, and even those people sometimes can't close those doors because sometimes you let out stuff that you have no power because think about how powerful is something that could scratch you and you can't even see it you know or something that could push you and you don't even know where they're at you know what i mean those type of beings have that ability so once you open those doors and you allow them to come within your realm you know it's sometimes it's hard to make them go back to where they came from yeah um myself i don't know if i play with the ouija board i feel like that would be a good opportunity but i feel like i agree with you because i don't know what could happen yeah. during it yeah sometimes uh, the unknown scares most of us there's people you know what i mean they they have no fear and they you know they're so into the field um like on ghost adventures and stuff that they will do it um just i just personally you know love what i do and enjoy helping you know people whatever opinions i do have i never say i'm an expert in this that because i think there's really no experts because there's always there's always someone that believes something else and since it's not like scientifically proven that ghosts do happen i truly believe in it and everyone that I'm with right now do, does you guys believe in it because you guys seen what it can do but there's some people that are skeptical and they'll you know come up with some type of excuse to justify what's happening to them but yeah our dad even though he's had experiences here too and but he he still is completely against, against it, it yeah 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Sometimes, it, even if they've seen it firsthand, they will still make up some type of, you know, it was my eyes, I was tired or something, you know, so. It's just scared. scared yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I hope you guys, you know, you know, nothing physically besides what's been going on, it doesn't escalate that you guys are, you know, all, it looks like you guys have stairs. I hope, you know, no one gets pushed or no one gets you know, tripped or, you know what I mean? Something, you know, very physical happens to you guys. I hope you guys stay safe and, you know, I hope it calms down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I texted you about this and this is a theory I have, but I'm not sure. So we have three figures that we think we have the larger black one and we have one that is like a static. That's a woman that is best in mirrors and a smaller child one. Mm -hmm. And I think that the noise, the dishes, the chairs moving, people talking, I think it's maybe the memories of the ghosts when they're alive. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a possibility, it's a possibility, but... We don't um, exactly know. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because, like, like I just tell you, like, my prefer, like, my personal, like, interactions, uh, we've done quite a few investigations um and we you know the most common thing you hear is voices and stuff you hear footsteps but the amount of energy that it takes someone someone or or uh a spirit in that realm to move something it takes a lot of energy even like to hear a whisper like for us to hear it it takes our equipment to pick it up a digital recorder to pick it up a spirit box to pick it up sometimes we don't catch it with the naked eye or with the naked ear so like it takes so much energy for them just to try to interact with you so that's why kind of, you know it's kind of unproven you know like the that might be a re residual energy because it just takes so much energy for them to physically move it or to even say something so for it to like physically move a chair or move multiple chairs that's you're talking about a lot of energy that's able to conjure up to do it. And that's honestly kind of frightening because to think how powerful that spirit is, yeah. is just- Yeah, we're not trying to scare you, no? Yeah, we're not trying to scare you, but yeah, anything that, yeah, it's just theories, uh, but like scratching and stuff like that, it takes a lot of energy. Uh, uh, this, this is an interesting thing I want to ask you ladies, uh, you girls, I should say. Um, at 3 a.m., does a lot of stuff happen or, or do you, well, you guys are probably sleeping, but have you guys ever woken up at 3 a.m. or stayed up to that hour? Yeah, I think the other night when there was that whole chair yeah. thing, that was around 3. That was at 3 a.m. And um, my mom, when she used to go to work, uh, she would get up around 3 and a lot of the stuff would be happening around that time. You'll hear a lot of noises or Sometimes another thing is, especially once you get really late at that time, you'll hear doors opening and closing or slamming, or knocking on windows, or a lot of bangs. Yeah. At that time, chairs are like constantly moving, or you hear dishes that you can hear even on the other floor. Yeah. So the reason I was asking is, I was um, I had a conversation with uh, with an individual. He used to be, uh, used to, I guess, ghost hunt uh, investigator somewhat in uh, Mexico. And he was telling me that he met uh, 
an Indian doctor, uh, like a, a medicine man. There we go. And he told me, he told him, and he, then he told me that in the realms, so you have three realms. And it's not, like I said before, it's not scientifically proven or anything like that. But I can't believe somewhat in this. So you have the realm that we're in, right? This is the life. Then you have yeah. the in-between realms. And then you have the afterlife. So yeah. what ends up happening yeah. is picture life and the afterlife as circles, almost like the world. And we circle around each other, right? So yeah. the yeah. afterlife and life they circle around each other all the time. But when it comes to 3 a.m., that's the closest that the afterlife and and the and the realm we live in are the closest. So the amount of energy that spirit needs to come into our realm is minimum because it is so close. So that's why they say a lot of stuff happens at 3 a.m. because uh, because they're so close together, so they don't need the energy to come over. Like a spirit, was it still recording? That was off, okay. Sorry guys, we were checking the camera because it has a, a time lapse of, well, I think 15, 20 minutes, right? 30. So what ends up happening is it gets so close together that those spirits that say, for example, at one o'clock in the, in the daytime, need so much energy to make something happen. At 3 a.m., they could do it with less than half of that energy. So that's why they say at 3 a.m. a lot of activity happens. Because they don't need enough, they don't need so much energy to make it happen. Yeah, and it's definitely interesting because from what we understand, um, previous to the house being built, it was just an orchard, and the people who did build the house are still alive. They just moved out of it. And that's the only history that we really have of what the house was, but it was an orchard and then it was built to the house, and people are still alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy to think because, because like who knows what 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 was there besides the orchard like a hundred years ago or one hundred fifty years ago, so you know what I mean maybe mm -hmm. someone was hung there at one time. It's, it's hard to say because you really can't. The unfortunate thing about land and property like that like that you can't. There's no record of it. You know, if someone died, you know, two hundred years ago. You know, they'll just bury them there and they're like, all right, bye. Or someone was murdered. You know, they, you know, they just, you know, left them there. So it's kind of hard to, you know, predict what was there at one time. It might have been an orchard, you know, for the last 50 years or whatever it may be. But what was it the last, last hundred years? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it's interesting. It, it intrigues us to interact with people that you know, have had these experience happen to them and then just enjoy. I know you, you guys probably might not enjoy talking about, you know, because it's so real to you, but we, we encounter everybody. Everyone has, you know, some type of ghost story, those that believe, of course. But it's so interesting because you come across so many people and everyone has a story. Everyone has something that happened to them and it just it's just so intriguing to think about, you know, what happens after you know we die yeah yeah but um another weird thing that's we that we've had happen for as long as we, i can remember is whenever it snows um there are like small maybe doll size footprints so to say 
Um, yeah, just start like in the middle of the yard and go to our shed and then stop. Really? It's no dragging. It's just like somebody basically floating above them and placing them neatly into the snow and then keep going. Really? Uh -huh. Marks where it would look like someone was actually walking through it or anywhere where it like begins from a path. It's just in the middle of a place with a whole bunch of yeah, and like I said, our dad is really skeptical about the whole thing. So uh, he likes to say that they're cat footprints. But the, the weird thing about them, I think, other than the fact that they're even there, is that if you actually look at them, they've got like a heel imprint. They have uh, a whole decoration on the bottom of the shoe that you have. No, oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Next time it does it, you should take some pictures and, and send them to me. Um, yeah, I think we did last year, but I don't think we have them. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible since we've seen a smaller presence of little kids about the hill sometimes too um, in the house. Well, do you think ghosts make footprints on themselves? Um, I think we're that the reception. Did you guys go into a different area of the house? Um, no? Okay. It was just cutting out a little bit. Ask your question again, sorry. Um, so do you think that ghosts can make Prince oh, ghost from the prince? Yeah, it's, it's possible. I truly, yeah, I think so. Because even though they're no longer with us, they could cow still walk. That's why sometimes people see, um, like at swimming pools, if there's something there, you see like watermarks. And um, yeah, I think they're just living their life. Maybe a, a young boy passed away around there or something, and he just feels. Uh, attached to that property or something within the house so he feels some type of attachment but yeah i feel like maybe the smaller footprints are maybe like the ghost playing or something yeah yes yeah, it's, it's a possibility that they're just you know living their life because sometimes you know what i mean it's we're just you know just having an opinion about it but people ghosts are just like if you kind of want to say it, they're like humans in the sense that, you know, humans have a routine and maybe they're just living out their routine. Maybe he used to run and play outside before he went in. So he's just reliving that memory that he has still. That yeah. Animals that are usually pretty tame, they're kind of spirits that trigger them. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Um, I think I don't know what animals have that I know like cats and dogs, they could sense it. Like there's you know, there's been countless cases of it that you'd be um if you have a dog or a cat, your house is active, that you'd be in a room and then you see a dog, your dog will be barking or your cat will be, you know, hissing or something. So yeah, I think they, they could sense it. And kids. Yeah. Especially recently, like this week even. It really started to pick up that our dog really not friendly, and she's pretty well trained, especially towards uh, Hannah. And uh, like the other day, I think it was, she ordered uh, Elsie and Hannah, and she was like barking. It's not all, and she'll snap and she'll bark in specific directions, not really looking at us, but over us or at things that are moving. There was a case of a key that was moving, and they have a great spirit for it, uh, barking and she's. And the things last for like 10, 5 minutes, but other than that, like before it, she's perfectly fine, or afterwards, she's perfectly fine. And she's all friendly and looking at me. 
activity. Yeah, that's a lot of activity. Which means a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, quick question. Is there a river or a well by you guys' property? No, well, not on the property, but really close. There's a that runs through the city. Oh, a river runs through the city? Mm -hmm. ah, that might be a source of energy. Water. That might, that might be, like, if you had a guess, how many miles away is the, the river from you guys? Probably like three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That might, that might make, that might be the main, like, sorry, I'm stuttering a little bit. Yeah, that might be the magnet for it. Because um, when you're dealing with water, for whatever reason, is very transparent that is like a magnet to it. So energies, if dark, negative, positive, whatever it may be, feed off of that. And if it's close by, the energy, they're able to gain more energy and more, um, more of the energy to do stuff. So that might make a lot of sense why that energy, maybe it's a dark, something dark there, but then you have the river that feeds it. So it doesn't need so much energy if it was in another place in another town that didn't have a river, it won't be as strong or need more stuff to happen for it to be that powerful. But because the river's there, it's that trigger, that, that magnet to it. That makes sense? Yeah. 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 Do you think that when you're talking about the whole scenario and stuff like that, you think that spirits would like, know that you're talking about it and would make more appearances during while you're talking or make more appearances afterwards? It is, it's possible because I think we, it's like anything else there, they probably could hear you. Like when we go into an investigation, see, this is the tricky part about it because I think sometimes you have spirits that want something to come across. Maybe they have a message or they have something to tell you. They're not shy. We'll leave it like with that example. But then I think you have other energies. Like, for example, when we do something, we'll be like, hey, is anyone in the room? And there's nothing. It's quiet. And then once we put down whatever equipment we're using, we get noises or we hear stuff. We're sleeping. We hear stuff. So sometimes I think, I think it depends on the spirit because I think a spirit that wants to be known, like the one that clearly you guys are dealing with, dealing with, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, you talk enough about it, he's going to make himself more known and be more active. But, you know, you got other spirits when we go hotels or just in general and we want to make contact, they're quiet and they'll engage with us until we're either asleep or when we're not really having our equipment with us. So I think it all depends yeah. on the spirit. So we were talking about my cousin earlier. Yeah. Because um, my cousin was across the street from us, so she's over here like nonstop. Okay. And she won't come over here anymore. Oh, he doesn't want to go over there anymore? Yeah. What happened to him? Well, he has heard our stories, has experienced a few things, like seen things through, heard things. Oh. He's just freaked out really bad. Yeah. Uh, how, how, what's his age? Um, she's 10. She's 10? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, just because of the age and the 
there's an experience. You just, but you'll get time though. Cause usually these energies, they want to, they want something or they want, you know, they attract more children. Exactly. So be, as far as, the, oh, sorry, continue. continue. As far as the spirits not being very welcoming, it's interesting because on the side of the building below one of the windows, um, it, was, it was on a post on Instagram. It's written die with their last name, which is interesting because the, uh, the families around them don't really have anything that would really affect that or that would cause them to carve inside the building. And it's right below one of the windows, so you would be able to notice. Yeah. But here been of a worry for a while because I don't feel like anyone around us would really dislike us as neighbors. We're nice people. Um, don't parties. Um, what, what are you? Are you guys playing like uh in the music? Because uh, it's like an echo, like when you guys are talking. No, no. no? Okay, tell tell it again one more time. Um. So. We're really nice neighbors, yeah. and we don't music or anything, or there's nothing really about us. And so it's just a little weird that somebody would threaten us. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe it wasn't the, the neighbors. Maybe it was something like that. You know what I mean? Because just let, we'll, we'll just use, you know, hyperbole here. Let's say the spirit, whatever's there, just doesn't doesn't want you guys to be there. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just trying to make your guys' life, you know, unbearable for you guys to move. To scare yeah. them off. So they mimic, like if it's your neighbor doing that, or they mimic uh, saying that something bad is going to happen to somebody. You know, they open doors and they're trying to scare you guys enough that you decide to leave it. You either leave or whatever you want, whatever that thing wants. So I won't take it too much, like with the, your neighbors being the source of it. Maybe it's just whatever's in the house. Um, as you, like you said, they want us to leave. Maybe um, recently there's been some about moving to somewhere new, but it's supposed to happen in a while if it even happens. And I think after that, just like started about two weeks ago well now this week things have really started to pick up yeah. and i think maybe it has something to do with that like yeah. to the edge where we do make the decision yeah i totally agree i think it's trying to if like you said they hear stuff so maybe they heard that you know you guys were done you guys you know were thinking about moving and it want to amp up the activity Say, make sure you know to make sure you guys will really go leave. Because sometimes what happens is you you guys get the message to move, and then things calm down, and then you're like, oh well, let's just stay. So then maybe the spirit just wants to amplify, you know, what I mean, to continue to scare you guys, so you guys don't have any, you know, second guessing and decide to stay. Yeah. Well. Um. So there's this thing that our cousin taught us. It's this guardian angel thing. Basically, you have to, like, stomp your hands and stuff. Yeah. After we did that a few times, Ainsley got, like, our young sister got, like, super tired. And she, like, passed out of bed and started, like, mumbling in her sleep and moving around. And 
So the point of the ritual is that once you do the whole thing, it's like a one-minute thing, but you'll close your eyes and do all the stuff, and then your arms will start to kind of like, they feel like pressure, and they get kind of numb, and will kind of raise. And sometimes, like, some people, I guess, they say they can feel like one's touching them. Yeah. But for me, it's always been kind of like a numb or tingling pressure feeling on your wrists or your arms. And they'll just keep, like, raising your arms. And I know we've experimented with it a couple times because it was kind of interesting. We figured it was going to be muscle memory. Yeah. Um, so, but we're kind of against the whole muscle memory now because we tried, like, the speaker would say, raise my left arm, and then the person having it done with them would say, and it would raise the speaker's left arm, it would be the person's right arm. So it was, kind of like, the opposite. So kind of like the thing raising your arms was standing across from you yeah it's kind of hard to explain i don't know it's yeah it sounds sound, well after doing that did some of the activities stop a little bit or did it just escalate um that was i think we started doing that and we haven't done too much uh, two weeks ago um, it has gotten worse and if you do do it the force kind of gets more aggressive so let's try to like it down or, or stop it and before, it'll be forced back up or before you finish even talking or doing the whole it'll ritual. start moving you so i know that definitely we kind of pulled back from it because the cousin who showed us got freaked out by it and the force got more aggressive or the other thing is that we've tried it on a couple different people and a lot of it, it works on some people but not others yeah. and it works on like some people works really well and then some people it just barely works or it takes a while. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's kind of hard to say exactly, but yeah, yeah, I agree that I think everyone has their own aura, aura, is that the way you say? yeah, aura about themselves. So they have whatever spirit connection they have. So I truly believe that that sometimes, for example, I could bless myself with holy water, and it could work, and it could not. So it kind of all depends depends on like what you believe, and that's kind of the mindset you have to have. I think sometimes when people just think by you know if you just go bless your house and you don't believe in the blessing itself, it's not really gonna work. Because I think part of the process is you basically believing that whatever you're doing is gonna actually solve it. So if you don't believe in it, it's almost like when they encounter people say when they don't believe in ghosts. And rarely do they enter, you know what I mean? They always have an excuse for it. So everything's rationalized. And the same thing applies to being blessed. If you don't believe in the blessing, it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, our family is not really, we don't really have any beliefs. Like we're open yeah. to God, or some of us are, yeah. but we don't really. And Hannah is an atheist. Okay. But it's so, and it kind of like, I guess it her end up to that thing, just like the house kind of did. Yeah. No, it's interesting, like, uh, no judgment judgment to anybody. I used to be uh, atheist, like, right when I got off, um, out of high school. I didn't really believe I had a lot more answers. I was raised Catholic. I had more answers or more questions than answers. So I kind of, you know, got away from it. But I had a unique experience happen to me that really changed my beliefs. And uh, my whole thing is, if there's something that negative, in this realm, there has to be something good. 
So for yeah. every bad thing, it has to counteract with good. It's almost like when you live in the world, you have bad people and you have good people. You know what I mean? The, the whole world can be full of good people because it doesn't balance each other out. So I think the same thing works in the afterlife. There's bad spirits. There's demons. There's good people, good spirits, and possibly angels. But it's hard to say. You know, you just kind of have to believe in it. And when you have experiences like this, it kind of is a lot easier to, to believe. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but we enjoy. Do you guys have any, uh, any other questions before we, we close, wrap this up? Um, I don't think so now. No, but you guys have my number, my DM. Uh, we'll do, we'll probably do one. Should we do like two weeks? Two weeks. What do you guys, are you guys still playing uh, on movie? Uh, well, it's kind of controversial right now because it's an empty lot and our dad is a construction worker, so he'd be built. So it'll take quite some time even after we bought the land. Yeah. So, so let's do, um, we should touch base. Should we do two weeks? Two weeks? See if anything's escalated. We'll do three weeks. Like, can we post it on the okay. DMs and stuff? And like in three weeks, we'll see how things are going. But, you know, just uh, take care of you. Take, make sure you take care of yourselves. And um, try blessing the house. Yeah, try bless. Well, not even want to bless the house. Just at least say like a prayer to yourself or, you know what I mean? Just, just whenever something negative happens, make sure you tell it that they don't have any permission to do that to you. And that, yeah, uh, yeah stuff like that. Just to help. Maybe if you guys don't are not really very religious just try to protect yourself and by doing that they you know i mean they have to obey your commands yeah but yeah we'll touch base in a couple a couple weeks uh before we let you go though do you have your phone real quick um record us real quick so i want you guys so we're gonna do a quick recording and we're going to post this to Instagram so you guys get the recognition and the shout out that you deserve. So pretty much I'm going to do a quick recording on uh, one of our phones. And you guys just say hi and uh, say that you guys enjoy the, the podcast. Make sure you tune in on Tuesday. Cool? All right. Okay. You ready, this? All right, guys. So we just finished up our first podcast with our guest speaker. I'm going to let her say something. Nice words before we wrap this up. So at least, please tell the audience here what you, what we talked about in the podcast and how you enjoyed it. Uh, we talked a lot about how the kind of things that have been happening and discussing why it could be happening, and we really enjoyed it because it, it is nice to talk about it. It kind of makes it feel a little better, kind of like seeing us kind of yeah. happening. They're not crazy guys. They were dealing with the crazy situation within their house. We just pretty much did a whole our podcast, just engaging and seeing what we could get from them and seeing how we could help them. So if you guys are in tune with this, keep us posted. This video should be out by next Tuesday. So you guys can hear the whole audio. Embrace your experiences. All right, guys. Well, I really wanted to thank you. Um, record one more time just from behind the scenes stuff so we can kind of see that and we'll post that IGTV. So yeah, we're going to do a quick behind the scenes as well. So we're going to post that to IGTV so you guys can see it too. But this is behind the scenes, guys. We're just wrapping up a podcast. 
with introduce yourselves, girls. Oh, we're losing connection right now. Um connection. Oh, can you hear me? There we go, yeah. There we go. Okay. So introduce yourself to IGTV right here. I'm Elsie. I'm Hannah. Uh Kasia. Kasia. So we just did an hour-long podcast, guys. We we're just talking about how everything was going on in their personal life and their haunted house. And we tried to see if we could just kind of get the source of it. So this is behind the scenes. We're going to do this brand new thing, guest speakers. We're going to touch base with them in three weeks and see how it's going. If the activity has down, uh, gone down, escalated, we'll find out behind the scenes of POR, the experience, guys. All right, sorry, we had to do that little promo to promote this awareness for you guys. Yeah, you're all good. We're all good. Well, you guys have a great night. If anything crazy happens, you have my DM, send me a DM, anything like that, but we touch base within three weeks, okay? All right. All right, have a good night, ladies. You too, you thank too. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Say bye, Lucy. Bye. 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 Welcome back to Paranormal or Reality. This is your host, Joe. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I know Mondays are always the toughest, but I wanted to start off the podcast and announce a big shout out to the three ladies that joined us on Friday. I know it was very difficult for them to discuss their haunting, their haunted house and all the crazy stuff that was going on. But if you guys want to take a look at that and see hear what I'm talking about, I'm not going into great detail, but... I suggest look at the previous episode and take a look. They're going through some crazy stuff within their house, guys. I hope we were able to do some type of impact and make a difference and maybe they can feel a little bit better about sleeping at night. But going on to today's subject, I wanted to tell you guys, thank you, each and every one of you on iTunes, Spotify, Stickler, all the podcasts, Anchor, of course, that we're doing big things and is being so grateful to all the overwhelmed support that I've been getting on social media of people wanting to join me on the next podcast. So I'm doing a list and maybe you got my, might be selected. We, we had, we started the list with about 10 to 20 people through only Twitter and Instagram. And now it's about close to 50 guys. So if you guys are interested, please, I'll leave some links down below to Instagram and Twitter or even on here if you guys want to give me a shout out and tell me that you want to talk about your ghost stories or if you have anything uh, other podcasters want to talk, maybe we could do some type of collaboration, uh, people that are advertising their ghost books, I open forum, this is for you guys, so we could just have a Q&A, just talk and you guys could get your uh, whatever you, you have out there with the paranormal or ghost stories or even bigfoot and just talk about it and we could go into uh into detail and just have fun guys this was all about but i'll leave you guys with a quick story let me know guys if you want me to do maybe two guest speakers a week because i just don't want those individuals that are waiting if we just do one a week we'll probably won't be able to get to everyone by the end of the year so we might do two a week two guest hosts on here uh, i think we'll probably break it down as well guys to about half an hour 20 minutes i know we got into a lot of the conversation with the ladies on friday that made the 
it prolong a little bit but i'll leave you guys with this quick story if you guys are interested in my first paranormal experience i'll leave uh my youtube channel we came up with a great video guys to showcase it but i'll let you guys listen for yourselves have a great night i'll see you on the next one embrace your experience